So Kelly, come on in. And if you have anything you want me to add, or if you have anything that, that I forgot, you can fill hey, it all in. Well, stay close. I have only Archangel questions. So I would be curious okay. when I say winter, spring, summer, fall is the time of year that's most active and we have the most changes and the most choices to make, which Archangel would we call in to assist with that to maintain balance while we're making these choices and changes? Who would that I, be? I feel, well, if you're talking about seasons, I mean, right now, I just feel Archangel Uriel is just really powerful. Beautiful. And and I mean, he, he's okay. just really focused. So Uriel, great have, because go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say the Pisces energy, and so Uriel's our imagination. So that doubles down now with Uriel. So I like that. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> well, I'm sure that we have Arch- Archangel Sandalphon helping us to Anchor, earth the, the yes. changes and earth, you know. And I also Please. feel that there's a presence of Archangel Ariel, who I don't know really well, but she is the very much the soul of the mother of the earth present. Yeah. So thank you. I've got all those are perfect (laughs) for our energy. We have the Taurus energy, that's Sandalphon that you're picking up on. And Ariel is Cirrus in Cancer is like the ultimate mother, and she's only there every five years. So right now we have this access to nurturing ourselves like the most divine mother you can conceive of. And most of us would probably go past our human mothers for that. And call in that higher level of nurturing, support, and protection that the ultimate mother provides and does with joy and gratitude for all her children of this planet. So I just wanted a few archangels to hold as we go into your prayer at the end because these energies are very tightly wound, meaning they're in very specific places. They're not all over the place. There's not a lot of variety. It's very strong Pisces, very strong Taurus. And then we've got the Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn energies going that coincide with the seasons. So there's a number of other things I wanted to piggyback on that Shanta's already brought up, starting with our sensitivities and how much that can overwhelm our individual systems. So boundaries are truly important right now. We have Jupiter and Neptune together in that Pisces zone, expanding everything, making it bigger. So on one hand, we can get to that most like Shanta said, the highest vibration possible of a vision that we could call in at this time. But we can also go into the shadow side of that as delusions and illusions and not being grounded in reality and not taking care of our bodies so that our spirit has some place to be. This is the house of our spirit. We don't want to disregard that. So there is a lot of earth and water energy up right now. And at the same time, it is that season of renewal and rebirth that Aries brings every year. We're getting together on this Libra full moon. This full moon is only illuminating that which is not going to work for you and your Aries department, which is you, the individual, who you are and what you want, your passion and purpose for being here, for bringing any of your creative ideas to life. It's all the new beginnings and whatnot. So when we get to this full moon, it illuminates the imbalances. It lights up the area where you realize you've changed. So now your relationships and collaborations and the people that you deal with on a regular basis, things have to change there too. So there's a lot of, like we've already been saying, choices to be made, changes to be made, and things to navigate that aren't always easy or comfortable, but they are so good for us. Let's really stay tuned into that light because this is the, also the zone where I would say know what you want and ask for what you need. Because if you don't get your needs met, then there's already that imbalance is already going to trickle out into your wants. 
So it's kind of be clear about who you are and what you want, but also really dial in the needs at this time and differentiate for yourself. It's all customized because this is another rebirth and renewal. You have a new identity and purpose that comes, like it's almost like peeling a layer every year at this time. And then if you have any energies or planets in Aries, Libra, or Cancer, Capricorn, you're also very strongly affected at the turn of the season. So I would encourage you to start paying attention to the elements more than the signs, because I get it that astrology is a whole other language. But when you feel into the elements, right now we're in this air and fire energy, and we're also coming out of a couple of years of extreme air and fire, which means ideas and ideals and a lot of intangibles. We've had some amazing breakthroughs and awakenings and things in the last few years. But now as this Taurus Scorpio energy starts coming in next month, which is right around the corner and starts in two weeks, this becomes more about your embodiment and how much your physicality can handle and how well you're doing there. So one of the things I encourage you to do at this time is to tap into nature for your guidance. Okay, so when Shanta was also talking about the light at one point, it hit me, the words just sprang into my consciousness that a pinprick of light can dispel the darkness. But a little pinprick of darkness is not going to change the light. You see what I mean? So the light is still always more powerful. One of the things we can do with this energy at this time, if we're really feeling it, rather than being overwhelmed by divergent realities, as she said, going on around the world, is to do some conscious grief work where we consciously say goodbye and let go and let God and trust that whatever's leaving us we no longer need and that it is actually clearing space for that which would better serve. So we want to do that consciously and we want to be okay with it. Like we don't want to go fighting and wrestling. You know, it's like pushing the river. Don't want to do that right now. This is the time to to do as much conscious release work, especially around full moon. So this is a good time for a spiritual bath, which cleans and cleanses your aura. You can do it any way you like. But the way that I do it is with a cup of baking soda, a cup of Himalayan salt, and a cup of white vinegar. And then I add my essential oils for whatever energy I'm working at the time. But that's a nice cleansing bath. And then I've heard people say for a shower, if you don't have a bathtub, you can boil some water and squeeze some lemons and let the lemons, their whole lemon, just sit in the water for an hour or two, let the water cool, and then you take it to your shower and you pour it over your head. And that lemon water acts like salt water to cleanse your aura in that way. So do anything you can in that way. And also remember that we have two times a year where we have access to this literal physical balance. So don't let the world's extremes take that away from you. Don't deny yourself the knowledge that in nature, in real time, in your body and on this earth, it's balance time. No matter what the monkey mind and no matter what the consciousness is going through or no matter what the collective is going through or what it appears to be or, believe me, what they televise is not the reality. That is the illusion. What they are showing you, what they let you know is part of the illusion and the distraction. Go into your body, into your own cells, feet on the ground. The soles of our feet are connected to our tap roots that connect us to the nourishment and the strength and the resilience and the, you know, the recalibration that we go through to stay balanced, right? It's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. When you read temperance in the tarot cards, you know, if stagnation is definitely the enemy, if we get stagnant in any way, we want to do what we can to loosen that up. So here's some of the energies that are really kicking that I just want to make sure you know about that are feeding into our full moon. Our full moon is in Libra, 
which is across from Aries, where the sun is right now. And then we have Pluto in Capricorn across from Cirrus, the mother, in Cancer. So we have this divine energy of transformation that's possible, the support and protection of the mother around it so that we know that we are able to create the containers we need for our beings and for our families and for our communities and for the world. You know, this is where this year in 2022, we're starting to dream up the new foundations and structures and containers. 2023, they start getting built. That is really going to be supported next year. But the changes that we're going through are a result of the last two years of Gemini Sag eclipses, which woke up our consciousness and cracked open all these different ways of living and functioning. And now Taurus Scorpio says we got to get into our body and channel our power a certain way to cultivate the garden that we live in, whatever that may be. That's your whole world. Is you, This is your garden. Whatever you plant here is what is going to grow and develop develop and get stronger. And so we want to pull out anything that's strangling us, anything that's weighing us down or blocking our growth, again, with stagnation being the enemy. Here is where we need to learn and sort of tap into what is quality nutrient. You know, what do you need for your body? What do you need for your soul? What do you need for your mind? Quality nutrient for your, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being. What is that? We are up-leveling in a way that's that only gives us a chance for this every five years. And with Pluto, Pluto's actually wrapping it up. It's almost done. It's been it's 14, 15 years into a 16-year process in Capricorn, really digging things up in the corporations, institutions, government, all of that. Now when it shifts into Aquarius, we're going to start to realize what a huge contribution humanity has to make. So the best way to do that is to go back into your individual self. One of my Kellyisms is if, you know, if the individuals get it together, the globe will be okay. You know, I don't see it happening the other way around. So we want to use the energies that are available for awakening. All that energy in Taurus right now is Mercury, Uranus, and the North Node, which is our life path and direction, means we need to be doing the beauty way. We need to be functioning like a garden where we have food and flowers. You know, we have sustenance and beauty. Nothing works without those things on planet Earth. Now, if you want to live on another planet, you don't need this body. This body is your vehicle for this planet. So this is where it works. This is where we need to tend to it. And I have seen a tremendous split with people trying to figure out their real reality versus their virtual presence and their, their footprint online. And there's such a big gap. This is where I think we, we fall into that you can't serve two masters thing. Are you going to be the type of human being that lives grounded in their body and technology as a tool? Or are you going to worship the technology and ignore your body and the things that are going on right under your nose? This is a choice. We still have sovereignty in that way, free will and choice. So I say use this once in 84 years that Uranus is in Taurus, awakening mother, making earth changes there, might as well wake up with her. And then North Node, which only gets to Taurus every 20 years, that's a huge reset in our Taurus department, which has to do with our food, sex, and money and our value and our personal worth and what we care about and what we cultivate. And I just got to warn you, Mercury's in Taurus. It's going to go into Gemini and retrograde. Then it's going to go backwards, back to Taurus, and go direct. So this whole Taurus-Gemini department is an area where we're rethinking how we deal with our bodies, how we deal with our nutrients. You know, I'm starting to try to grow vegetables and herbs because I don't want to be at the mercy of the supply chain, which is an excuse for everything not to work right now. 
a lot of, you know, some places it might be real and true, but I feel like some people are taking advantage of it. And there's a lot of challenge in that. So taking your power back is a big piece of this. Holding good boundaries is a good piece of this. Self-preservation, you'll hear Kelly say, is not selfish. It is essential. And now my teacher, Yeye, says that self-preservation is the first law of nature. That's the other reason why I feel so supported in this resurrection time, in this high holy season, in this time of rebirth, because Earth is a life-oriented planet, okay? Every single thing on here moves toward living It's life, and the deaths that occur only occur in part of nature to facilitate the new life. It's always life-driven. Now, corporations and greed and patriarchy and all that is death-oriented. It's death-driven, which means it's like cancer. It's going to eat the host and kill itself. We ain't even got to worry about it. Patriarchy's already over. What we're witnessing, what we're part of, what we're part of the root in is the seed of what's coming next. And that is humanity's awakening to back to its stewardship of the earth, back to its true place in the biosphere, recognizing that Taurus field that connects us, our electromagnetic field that protects the earth is connected to our hearts and our brains. So deep breath, everyone. We are deeply connected. There's only one more note here that I meant to work in. I'm not sure how, but I need this to be on the recording for y'all because Shanta was also talking about like we said, the divergent realities and the chaos and the storms going on out in the world and how your individual reality may be very different from that. It made me think of my time in Florida when I could be driving down the street with completely, perfectly blue skies, cumulus clouds on one side of the street and on the other side of the street, a black and raging storm. And I'm a cancer, I'm an empath, so I always feel the energies around me and I've been developing my boundaries my whole life and trying to really work that out. And that gave me permission to know that there's a storm going on. But if I'm on the sunny side of the street, it's not part of my experience right now. I can know what's going on there. I can say prayers for ease and grace. I can hold the vision that it's going to blow through quickly and and with as little damage as possible. But if I'm not experiencing that storm directly, I no longer let my body go through those changes because that is really hard on the body and mind and spirit. So just know that holding the light is something that us sovereigns do. Shanta might remember the Unplugging the Patriarchy book that I love by Chia Renee. They are trained mystics, and they are seers, soldiers, and sovereigns. The seers can see in the other realms. The soldiers can affect change and go into the other realms to do that. But the sovereigns, which are Shanta and I, are the heart space people. We hold the space, we hold the light so that the seers and soldiers can get back, okay? So if that's your role, honor it, own it, love it, be part of it, fill your egg of light every day, every night, and see the little dings and rips and tears that happen to us just moving through our day as sealed up and refortified. And know that you are protected in this time of life and rebirth. And remember the life-death-life cycle? We're on that second life. We're coming back to life in this hemisphere. And so deep breath, call it in. Call in the new identity and purpose so that you can have new relationships and collaborations with others. Call in the new quality nutrient and the practical things that you need to function well and hold your own structure and be sovereign so that, remember, if you can't hold your structure, one will be assigned. If you can't run your own life, then somebody else is going to run it for you. So we want to claim that sovereignty as well and trust that we're anchoring things for 3, 7, 10, 12, 20 
50 and 100 years. Like there's huge cycles converging right now that are part of this root that we're cultivating and that we're part of. So know that you're doing your part just by living integrity and making your own personal choices for more balance and equanimity and grace and ease in your world. Okay, Shanta, I could go on and I got lots to share, but I also did upload a 44-minute update that covers a lot of March, April, May, and also how we can honor these earth and water energies that are so strong at this moment with the Pisces and Taurus energy. So if you want more to do and more things to consider that are more details, because we are tapped into this commitment to oneness, to the sacred genius of nature, you know, to tapping into that ultimate mother to take care of ourselves. I cover all that in more detail on there, and it's on YouTube and my podcast station. All right, everyone. Shanta, anything you'd like more of? I think Mercury retrograde is going to be personal for you, darling. So do ya talk <laughs> offline so we can make the most out of it. Okay, well, I'm open for that. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Some of it will be channeling, but some of it will be your body. So let's call yeah, that my, healing and next level of evolution with your body. Yeah, my body is definitely We're needing all. that a next level and recognizing that, you know, things are different now. I mean, I, I know that's true for everybody, but it's a little bit more dramatic and obvious in my life at the moment. But it's also just really being clear that I still have choices. And I stay see. in the... Yep, stay in the light. Don't get overwhelmed by other people's opinions. <laughs> Power of protection. Yeah, good. Well, thank you, Kelly. Is there anything more you'd like to just say as, a, you know, holding the, the grace, holding the prayers, holding the, the prayers light? for the waters of the world and the waters in our body, that ease and flow that we need and require to be healthy. Like I said, stagnation is the enemy right now. We need to not allow too much stagnation to always be in flow, energetic flow, creative flow, cash flow, all that our needs are flowing in and out in an ebb and flow. Like I tell people all the time, our bodies, we are input-output creatures. We don't gather and store. We do this daily. We breathe with Mother daily. So let's open up to that flow and ease. And so it is for the nature and for ourselves. Oh, man, so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 